One of my favorite passages in sacred scripture to pray with is from St. Paul's letter to the church in Philippi. He says to the Philippians, he says, do not be anxious about anything. This is what the word of God tells us, do not be anxious. But what happens whenever we are anxious? Throughout my life, I've had different seasons where anxiety has been heightened. Sometimes it's lessened. And some people will tell me, well, Father Josh, all you have to do if you experience anxiety is just pray. If you simply pray, eventually the anxiety will go away. And I, I have to admit, there have been a few occasions where this has actually worked for me. I've engaged in praise and worship or gospel or a Gregorian chant. I've read sacred scripture or recited my rosary. I've spent time before Jesus Christ in the Eucharist in adoration. And eventually the anxiety has been lifted. But those experiences where just praying are just few and far between. That's not the normal way that God typically heals us whenever we experience profound anxiety or even depression or despair. Quite often what the Lord and what the church ask of us is that we be open certainly to being committed to prayer, but also the both and approach, not the either or. Whenever I've experienced anxiety and found the most freedom have been the seasons where after prayer, I've been inspired to reach out to my counselor, to my licensed professional therapist who's been able to accompany me, not just the priest in spiritual direction, not just the priest in the confessional. As a priest, I am not a licensed professional. And so when people come to me with anxiety, I can certainly pray for you for healing and deliverance, but that's about as far as I can go because I am not a licensed professional counselor or therapist. For me, whenever I've experienced profound anxiety, the Holy Spirit has drawn me to open up, to reveal my heart to a therapist, and that therapist has been the one who's helped me to find freedom, who's helped me to experience the lifting of the anxiety. Other people who experience far worse anxiety, far deeper depression, have been invited by their counselors or their, their therapists, their doctors to take medication. And sometimes we say, but I don't like medication. Again, I would prefer to just pray it away. I don't want to take medicine, but the thing is this, medicine is of God. In the Old Testament, the Word of God, in the book of Sirach, chapter 38, the Lord tells us in the scriptures, and we must remember, the Bible is inerrant. That means without error. The Bible is infallible. The Bible is totally inspired by the Holy Spirit. And the Bible teaches us in Sirach, chapter 38, that if we want to find healing, we need to first and foremost pray to God. But then after we pray to God, we need to go see the doctor who God has given us. And upon seeing the doctor, we need to see the pharmacist who will give us medications. This is biblical. This is a biblical approach to finding ongoing healing and restoration and renewal. Though I can speak to anxiety, there are certain things I cannot speak to, which are the depression and, and even despair. But just because I can't speak to that reality doesn't mean there are not saints and our Catholic Church's 2,000-year history who did not experience profound seasons of despair, discouragement, and depression. One of those saints is a woman named Blessed Benedetta Porro. She died in the 1960s. She was a college student 
studying medicine in the 1950s. And while she was in college, she went deaf. She lost her ability to hear. And pretty soon she lost all five of her senses. She became a paralyzed woman. This led her into a deep depression. She lived on the seventh story of an apartment complex and all she could do was write. And she would write to her friends and tell them, there are so many days where I am tempted to jump off the apartment, to kill myself. I don't want to live. But the only thing that helps me is the both end of prayer, my relationship with Jesus, engaging the Lord in the sacraments and worship and the rosary and scripture, adoration is prayer. But also for her, it was also the intentional community. Her brothers and sisters who she was able to open up to, be vulnerable with, who knew her depression and who were there for her on a daily basis to encourage her, to affirm her, to walk with her in her seasons of suffering. Another person who's on the way to becoming a saint is a woman by the name of Dorothy Day. She's a servant of God. She died recently in 1980. Dorothy Day, as a young woman, was very promiscuous. She slept around with a number of different men because she was looking for love in all the wrong places. She just knew if I just sleep with this man, then this man is going to be the one to make me happy. He's going to fulfill me. He's going to satiate my ache. He's going to quench my thirst. And man after man that she slept with, she kept feeling more and more empty. No matter how much she grasped at them, nobody was able to satisfy her. And she only left those encounters feeling used and abused. Eventually, she engaged in a relationship that led to a pregnancy, which then led to her having an abortion. This abortion was a traumatic experience for her that had a negative effect on her for the rest of her life. Eventually, she found a church, she came to confession, she became a Catholic. But the thing that helped her to persevere in the midst of her ongoing struggle with the trauma that she had from her abortion was the both and consistent and intentional prayer and worship of God. But also for her, what she found helpful was going out of herself and finding other people who were suffering, other people who were lonely, other people who were depressed, other people who were marginalized, other people who were disenfranchised, and she served them on a daily basis, morning, noon, and night. And this was healing for her. But it's not just the modern saints who've experienced bouts of anxiety, depression, or despair, but even biblical figures like the prophet Elijah. The prophet Elijah, who the scriptures tell us was taken up into heaven while he was still alive. The prophet Elijah writes in today's first reading in the book of Kings, he says he prayed to God, take my life. I don't want to live anymore. I want to die. For a man to pray that prayer to God means that he was going through a mental breakdown. He was experiencing severe depression. He was in a moment of despair. And how did God respond to his prayer? The Lord sent him an angel who ministered to him by encouraging him to get rest. We all need sleep. He took rest and the angel encouraged him to eat food. And then after that, he rested some more, and then he ate some more. That is what helped him to continue to persevere in his particular unique walk toward eternity. 
There's some of you who are gathered here today at Mass who are experiencing anxiety right now. You might have a loved one who's experiencing anxiety. You might be experiencing profound depression. Or you might be at a moment of despair. And if that is you, I want to encourage you to be reminded you are not alone. There are other members in the body of Christ who are saints, who are blessed, who are venerables, who are servants of God in heaven, who also experience that. And there are also other brothers and sisters in this church who are going through it today as well. So what can we do to persevere, to experience levels of freedom while we are here on earth? I encourage you to prioritize prayer. But to not approach prayer as if it's, I'm only going to pray. Can God heal us and lift the anxiety or the depression or the despair through prayer alone? Yes, nothing is impossible for God. It is certainly possible that our Lord could do this. Has he ever done this for anyone? Yes. Is it his normal mode of operation? No. What the Lord quite often invites us disciples of the 21st century to do is to pray and fast and worship but in addition to our praying with the scriptures, engaging praise and worship, our gospel, our chant, reciting our rosaries, sitting before the blessed sacrament, in addition to that prayer that we must do, the Lord quite often will invite us to also invite a licensed professional to walk with us, a therapist, a counselor, a doctor who potentially may prescribe medication for us. In addition to the medical field, the Lord will invite us to community like he invited Blessed Benedicta to. The Lord will invite us to serve those who are poor, sick, and suffering, like he invited Dorothy Day to. And if we do all of the above, not the either-or approach, there is a good chance that we might experience freedom, alleviation from our anxiety, depression, and despair while we are on earth. But what happens if you have been praying you have been receiving the sacraments, you've been anointed, you've gone to confession, received communion, you adore the Lord, you pray your rosary, you read your scripture, you're already serving the poor, you have a counselor and or a therapist, you're taking medication, you have an intentional community of disciples who are accompanying you, and you are already going out of yourself to serve the poor, and yet and still you find yourself struggling with severe anxiety and or depression. What about you? What if it's still there? And the invitation is to suffer with Christ, to suffer with Jesus Christ crucified. Yes, there were some saints who found freedom while they were still on earth, but there were many saints who experienced freedom when they entered into eternity. One of those is a priest. His name was Venerable Francis Mary Paul. He was a priest in the 1800s who, before he answered the call to discern the priesthood, he experienced suicidal thoughts on a daily basis. He then was accepted to seminary formation, and he continued, as a seminarian, he continued to experience suicidal thoughts, temptations to kill himself. He then was eventually ordained to the priesthood of Jesus Christ, and as an ordained priest, he continued to experience suicidal thoughts. He then founded a religious order He's a founder of a religious order, and as a founder, he still experienced suicidal thoughts. He began to offer spiritual direction to bishops and priests and monks and nuns and holy lay people. And even as he was helping other people to fall in love with Jesus and to stay in love with Jesus and their walk toward eternity, 
he daily struggled to the end of his life with suicidal temptations. But he persevered and is on his path to being a canonized saint because he never gave up. He kept praying. He kept showing up to worship. He kept fasting. He kept reaching out to other members in the body of Christ who had gifts that he did not have, who were able to accompany him and walk with him. And because he persevered with Jesus on earth, with abiding in relationship with Jesus and the body of Jesus who surrounded him on earth, he now remains with Jesus in heaven. And that which he is experiencing now is what God desires for all of us to experience. Freedom. Freedom in Christ Jesus. But freedom in Christ Jesus and God's will, way, and time. So let us pray for the grace of God to approach our Lord and his healing and his deliverance and his renewal and his restoration with the Catholic approach, which is always both and all of the above, not either or. And if we can persevere in approaching the Lord and all the many gifts that he makes available to us in our walk toward eternity, then one day we too will join our brothers and sisters and abide in relationship with Jesus, not only while we are on earth, but most importantly, forever in the kingdom of heaven.